tuning this in on the metaphorical radio dial. Bumping from 1978, Mario Speedwagon with the analog feels, the intentional meaning-infused bumper promo. This is Season 6, Episode 32 of the ASI Podcast. As soon as you are able, on the night I'm willing to make the break that we are on the brink of, my cup is on the table, my love is feeling, waiting here for you to take and drink of, so if you're tired of the same old story, oh, times I'm Five years from now, I'm 120 pounds, and I never get hung over because I will be the picture of discipline, never minding what state I'm in, and I will be someone I admire. And it's funny how I imagined that I would that person now but it does not seem to have happened maybe I've just forgotten how to see that I'm not exactly the person that I thought I'd be that ASI listeners is Amanda Palmer the song's called In My Mind the punk rock ukuleleist from way back in 2011. Bumper promo from Amanda Palmer. Little time warp from 1978 to 2011. Two songs separated in time by 33 years. Similar messages illuminating the fact that some truths are timeless. Rolling with the changes and being the person you thought you'd be has a lot to do with today's status update. I thought that might be an appropriate uh, reason for putting up a show as well as a topic based on some of the correspondence with uh, listeners recently. What's going on with uh, ASI? What's going on with myself? I thought I would share that with you all listeners today as well as uh, read a survey and maybe philosophically and theologically maybe I can articulate uh, for for you listeners my my position and why season six um, continues to move forward and and what uh, what I'm after as a communicator as a content creator in the world. First of all, ASI247.org is the website for this here podcast. Russ at ASI247.org is the email address if you'd like to uh, send me an email. 
I do respond to every single email. So if you don't get an email back from me, uh, let me know. <laughs> I don't know. On Twitter or uh, Facebook, there's a Facebook page for this here project called Heart, Mind, Love, Sex, and Affection on Facebook. Uh, my Twitter handle is uh, at Russ Shaw, all one word. And that's three S's, all right? R-U-S-S-S-H-A-W. Instagram, C. Russ Shaw. These are ways you can get in contact with me as well as see my pictures <laughs> that I post. So, yeah, if you don't get an email from me, these are ways uh, you can say, Hey, I sent a correspondence, Mr. Shaw. Didn't hear back. Uh that would be helpful for me as well to make sure my email is working because I've had issues in the past. So thank you for that. Sometimes I feel like public radio when I say this, you know, <laughs> ASI. ASI is made in part possible by Better Help is the sponsor of this here podcast. Uh, made possible. <laughs> it's barely made possible. <laughs> this the budget that I'm on but better help uh, is a way to get in touch with a therapist or counselor uh, helping people in your area all right uh, or even through a screen through Skype FaceTime you can meet with a mental health professional betterhelp.com and there's also links all over the ASI247.org website. Now, I didn't understand the thing you said. If I didn't know better, I guess you'd love to be dead. My zombies walking around with an infinite hunch. Saying stuff like, you only live once. You got one time to figure it out. One time to twist and one time to shout. One time to think and I say we start now. Sing it with me if you know what I'm talking about. Gangsters don't cry, therefore, therefore I'm Pilots, Blurry Face, that album. Here's a fun fact. These two guys from Ohio struck a chord, you know, like a tuning fork. They hit that that chord somewhere in the human heart. Blurry Face, it's a very interesting philosophical, maybe even theological title. And that's what's cool about music like that it tends to go to the heart and that's why I don't think it's any coincidence or luck that blurry face is now the most streamed album of all time and this has been reported uh, just in July of 2019 Forbes magazine says the 21 pilots are now the first band to see every song on two of their albums go gold or platinum. The song Car Radio from Vessel has become double platinum. The The album Vessel that came out in 2013 and Blurry Face that came out in 2015 
all the songs have been gold, at least. And, and that's a hit, which is really interesting. It's never been done before. And I think it has to do with digital media sales and the way singles are marketed today might have a lot to do with it. But, yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Every single song is a hit single that's on those two albums. Anyway, throwing that out there, but it it brings back a feeling. There's a purpose to every song I play on this podcast, every bumper promo, (laughs) I should say, keeping my nose clean with the RIAA, which where those numbers come from, keeps track of that stuff, the making the dollars. Uh, by the way, Spotify, if you search Spotify for ASI Podcast Bumps, that's where I have a collection of all of the, the music that I play on the show. And, and in order to get away with it, <laughs> that's a joke, all right? I say that tongue-in-cheek. Um, I don't see myself as getting away with anything. I, I have a lawyer for the LLC that I haven't talked to in a while, but that's you know one of the things he said is it, you know these guys could come along and sue you for any reason you know they want, but you're less likely to be sued when you're giving back and helping promote, and that's what talk radio does with their bumper promos. Because God knows the 21 Pilots could use help from someone like me with the ASI podcast, right? The feeling, or was I? Uh, the feeling that that song stirs up and the reason I played that is that in the past, that heavy, dirty soul feeling is about where I would be. There would be a, a different kind of bitter heaviness to my current situation. And in the beginning, going on 14 years now of doing this podcast, I I was encouraged to do it. I was motivated to do it. I was inspired to do it because I didn't have a me. You know, feeling that like that and feeling marginalized, honestly, um, especially as a Christian kid or someone who grew up with this God construct, uh, I felt, you know, this weight, the heavy, dirty soul weight. Uh, Reviews of the podcast. I read a review that kind of made my heart sink a little bit. And it was uh, someone who gave the show a four-star review. And he said, this is a great podcast for Christians, right, who, who struggle with sexually compulsive behavior. Um, and that made me sad a little bit, right? Like, I don't want this to be a Christian show. And while I uh, identify as, I guess, Christian mystic today, would be my. I was accused of being a Christian progressive, and I wanted to get into to that a little bit later. I don't kind of reject the label progressive. Maybe we could talk about what that means. But the reviewer, um, and I encourage you to leave a review of this show if you haven't yet. Uh, I would certainly heavily appreciate that, especially right now um, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, wherever you listen. And hopefully as your rideshare driver through this intellectual, uh, metaphysical kind of philosophical, theological odyssey. Um, I could get five stars. That would would be appreciated. Um, um, but, but this reviewer 
yeah, it, it, that, that made me sad a little bit. And I'm not, this is not a religious show. I'm not a big fan of religion, but I do believe that there are truths out there. Dare I say fundamental truths, although I'm not a fundamentalist. There are things that both atheists and Christians can agree on when it comes to how people exist together in the world. How we put one foot in front of the other day by day. How we grow, evolve, and is it really possible that we can change and transform? For example, I've never met a human who said that nothing matters, that love and affection are not of value. When it comes to compulsive sexual behavior, there's an analogy I've used early in the show, and for those of you who haven't heard it, um, it came from when I asked an exterminator about these little black house ants that were in our house at the time. And they, I would trap them, you know, we put the little traps out in sprays and nothing seemed to work on these little odorous house ants. And I, I talked to an exterminator about it and he said, he said the problem with these, this breed of ant is that they have multiple queens. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he says, well, they like moisture and there'll be, you know, a queen in your kitchen and maybe one in your bathroom. And he says, what they'll do is they keep giving birth to the ants that you see on the surface. This was a big part of my heart doing uh, FAP to no FAP uh, podcasts. But that was a big part of my heart doing those. When I read no FAP, I, I tend to see this correlation between people talking about their unwanted sexual behavior and these little black ants. So while you're spraying them and trapping them, the queen under the floorboards, back behind the wall, behind your sink, is giving birth to the ones that keep coming up on the surface. He says you have to go after the queen. He says you kill the queen... And as he's saying this, in my mind, bubbling up is like, that is such a great analogy, <laughs> you know. At the time, it made a lot of sense to, to how people transform, to how people get to the heart, get to the root of something they struggle with when all of their efforts and just become over time, like, it starts to wear on you when you fail over and over and over again like that analogy made a lot of sense. And so I, I know religion has got a lot of problems, all right? I've said that since the beginning. I've had my own issues with religion, uh, even in starting this show, and I'll talk about that in, in some later episodes. So maybe here in season six, through seeing with new eyes, we can approach this metaphor, this parable, uh, a little differently. For example, what I see now correlating unwanted sexual behavior with little black ants. Maybe we don't have to see them as vermin. 
as pests that need to be eradicated because that's a big part of that metaphor and the conversation as well. Um, how's that working for you? Like, what if the queen is just unhealthy repression? And hear me, all right? Um, sexual repression, the opposite of sexual repression is not sexually compulsive behavior. It's a healthy, living, breathing relationship where sex isn't dirty or has this taboo in the relationship. I believe that sexual repression can be just as destructive to a relationship as sexually compulsive behavior. Is the queen in this metaphor from my, you know, Christian worldview at the time, a form of repression? Because listen, Instead of demonizing or otherizing the queen, a.k.a. our sexual needs, what if we got curious about the queen? What if we got curious about the floorboards, about the, the moisture and the bathroom? Sometimes when you're dry and thirsty, fighting for life in the dark, cold, smelly, musty, doesn't it make sense that once our little queen ant became accustomed to that, leaky gray water is still wet and nourishing to some degree. Uh, the human has been neutralized. This will conclude part one of this audio program. Want to hear part two? Yes. This episode has been sliced up into bite-sized chunks, for mental digestive purposes. Two questions to ponder. Number one. Is the Queen Aunt metaphor, showing a different layer to the old, monkey on your back, analogy? Number two. What if instead of seeing the Queen Ant as something that needs to be exterminated, what if we could envision the Queen Ant as something that could be transformed? or undergoing metamorphosis into something good, useful, even beautiful and life-giving. Something to think about until part 2.